0: Welcome to another Wars Report. Uh, this week is going to be the Red Flint Firecracker, and uh, Todd Nutter, our Wars reporter, Todd Nutter, is back. Um, I am your co-host, Nutter. Ben Welnack.
1: Is that my fault?
0: That is, in in hanging with us for a second, Todd's got some feedback going on. Yes, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so just turn off that, that.
1: All right, is that better?
0: That is better, yes. No, still some feedback. Do you have that page open? All right, so while Todd's doing that, we're going to, you know, this weekend, uh, if you haven't joined us before, this is a report of the Wisconsin Off-Road Series, which is um, one of the biggest cross-country series in the country. Yeah, no problem. And uh, so this past weekend was the Red Red Flint Firecracker out in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Um, If you didn't join us last time, a couple weeks ago, um, Todd joined us back and he was talking about the battle of Camrock and then kind of caught us up to speed on the um weeks prior to that cuz he hadn't done a report. So I will link uh at the bottom of the the archive show page I will link that previous show to this as well so that way if you didn't get a chance to hear it you can hear it. Um and it sounds like this weekend it was a pretty pretty fast uh race with some pretty fast guys at the top of the elite field. I'm not really sure. The women's um, didn't hear anything about that, so we'll let Todd discuss that. But we'll see if, uh, Todd, you got your audio worked out there?
1: I think that's you, Ben.
0: Well, we'll see here. So hang with us, um, and we'll see what we got. It sounds good now.
1: I got uh, I got you repeating here, but I, I have uh, headphones in, so...
0: All right, so hang on a second and we'll uh see what's going on. Looks good. All right, so what do you got, Todd?
1: This is uh this is because of Ben's uh studio helmet he's wearing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm going to make a new a, a big new uh studio helmet that I'm going to wear around. Are you is it good now or not?
1: Still hearing echo, but people on Facebook are telling me that sounds fine. So
0: okay, cool. We
1: can just go with it, I guess.
0: All right. So how the uh, so what's up with the Red Flint Firecracker?
1: Well, uh, so the weekend here, we uh, headed up to Eau Claire, which is kind of far for most wars uh, wars racers, but it's worth it, you know. Most of our uh, riders are either from Milwaukee or Madison or Green Bay or certain parts of the state so uh Eau Claire is kind of all the way to the west side of the state almost to Minnesota so it's pretty good pretty good drive for most of us but um but yeah it's uh it's such a fun technical and you know the open stuff is really fast really really flowy so everybody really loves it and uh it's also the the last wars race before our uh, subaru cup which is in two weeks so the subaru cup is the pro xct race that's the race that everybody wants to be at that's where all of the pros from all over the world come so uh and,
0: and we'll talk about that more later because you've been yeah. doing a lot of extra work for that too so
1: yeah yeah we've been doing a lot of prep work for that so we'll talk about that later but okay. yeah you know, what you find in, in races, that, especially when it's right before a Pro XCT race, is that everybody comes out. Everybody wants to, you know, get that last race in. They really want to kind of get a feel for where they are in the season. So, it, I mean, the field was stacked. It was really an exciting race. You had, um, in the men's race, you had um, Brian Motter show up, which, you know, he hasn't been to a race since Iola, at least not for wars so that uh that made everything kind of exciting. We hadn't seen him for a while. We also saw Matt Shriver, who um races for trek Midwest team. He doesn't come out all that often um so when he does he always he always puts an attack on everybody, so it's really fun. but then we also got to see uh Jesse Lalonde, who you know he comes out maybe once or twice a season, you know sometimes uh his brother comes out you know you see them every now and again. But since he, I guess, moved to Minneapolis, it was not that far for him to come to Eau Claire. So he came out. Um, really exciting race. But, um, you know, and then also in that lead pack, we had uh, Darren Brown, we had Tyler Gauthier, we had uh, Mike Phillips, Nathan Gira, a lot of guys. So, I mean, that, that lead group, it was, it was really anybody's game for most of that race. So that was... Uh, you know, kind of kinda of what we were seeing for the uh for the men's race. Um the women's race was also uh also had a lot of people that aren't always at the races. Andrea Motter, Brian's wife, showed up. Uh Amber Markey, you know, and every time she comes out she's she's uh pushing it really, really hard. So um we stable. And of course, you know, Adventure two twelve always has really good representation too.
0: And they had two women in there. It looked like uh, Michelle and Lisa finished back to back, or you know, five six. So yeah.
1: Yeah, looks um, like
0: it was a it looked like it was a really close women's race. I mean, you
1: had. Aside what from Gumbel.
0: De- yeah, and then you had second through like eighth that were all kind of in it. Seemed.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Michelle uh, Michelle Pariso uh, got fifth place, and she. I have to say this because it was her birthday, and uh, so I think maybe maybe that had uh, maybe that was Lisa's uh, gift to her was to uh, let her let her finish right ahead of her. Um, But uh, they both, you know, they ride together. They they work really well together. It's always fun watching Adventure 212 race. You know, the men and the women. They always do. They always stick together and work really really tightly together. Um, even like if you go there the day before, you always see them pre-riding together. You always see them, you know, they're, they're just, they're a, a team, but you know, they're, they're, they're the definition of a mountain bike team. So, so
0: on the, on the guy's side with that adventure 212, there was a couple in the top five or six, right?
1: Yeah. Darren Brown was up there. Mike okay. Phillips. Um, those two were riding together quite a bit. Uh, Chris Parisot, uh, Trying to think of who else was all up in the in the lead group, but they were uh, they were doing a really good job up there together. I, but you know, I think Darren got uh, Darren got fourth, so he was the the best out of that of that group. So
0: so, so how did uh, did Brian win? What's how the top no, finish out? No, you know
1: what? Brian didn't win, and uh, huh. Brian Brian's been Doing some of the toad races. Uh, if anybody's not from Wisconsin, that's the Tour of America's Dairyland. It's a road series that they do every year. So last year he did a couple of toad, or last week he did a couple of uh, toad races. Then you know he's got a pretty long drive coming from Sheboygan all the way up to Eau Claire. So, um, and he hasn't been at at a war's race for a few weeks, or probably a month or two now. So he um he pushed really hard but you know Eclair isn't it's it's not the kind of course where you can really have a do a really good job passing people I mean you're you're either in some pretty some pretty tight single track or you're out in some really fast double track so I mean it's it's really tough to break from that group and and really you know get out there and Brian was kind of sitting in for most of the race I mean for the first couple of laps he just sat in with that lead group and he pushed you know he pushed towards the end to to take the lead but man Matt Matt Shriver uh really I mean this was his chance to uh, to come out He you know he's he's oftentimes second place he doesn't race all, all that much in wars but when he does he comes out there and he I mean he just really is passionate about it and you can tell that he really really wants that top spot and uh he finally got it so it's pretty exciting um
0: So yeah. how does that how does that work then with not much passing was it pretty much that you know Matt from the beginning or did they do any swapping during the race or how did that how did that work out even the top 5 I mean
1: um, was there
0: was it pretty much that from the beginning or how did that work out
1: You know there they started off in a group of probably about eight or nine guys. And I know that, um, from talking to some people that were out there, there, there was, uh, there were quite a few people that, you know, fell, fell into some, some mud or some, um, uh, you know, I, I'd heard of a couple of people falling off of a bridge. There's about a, 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 maybe a three foot drop off of a, kind of a narrow bridge with no sides. And so a few people had, had kind of, you know, come to the uh, course itself, I guess, and I know earlier on in the in the race, there was um, Tyler Gauthier was way up in that lead group, and then I, I noticed that there was a, a pretty good gap between the lead and him, so I, I hadn't talked to him to confirm anything, but I think that maybe something had happened, whether it was a mechanical or, or a crash or something, but um, yeah, a few guys, you know, every lap, it'd be like one guy less in that in that lead pack so
0: and you know you mentioned the mud or whatever what was the weather like and did that affect the the course well
1: you know driving up there on saturday it uh it was kind of sprinkling a bit and i got up there and right maybe about four o'clock or so it just downpoured and it lasted maybe a good hour of just heavy rain and uh, then it dried up, stayed dry all night, and the next day it was hot. So, I mean, I think it was kind of the perfect conditions for the course for most of it. Um, but there's always going to be that little section here or there where the sun didn't get to it and it didn't dry things up. And, you know, you you, you saw a few people come through covered in mud, but it, I don't think the course by, as a whole was real muddy
0: okay. in
1: fact a lot of people said it was perfect the,
0: okay.
1: uh, especially the elite guys because i think earlier in the day it was muddy but you get out there later in the elite race and it dries up and it's good.
0: what didn't you didn't you ride the court didn't you race
1: i i didn't race why not I, well a uh, couple of reasons one i'm lazy and uh <laughs> two my uh friend that came up with me forgot his shoes so i let him use my shoes and pedals a uh, kid that was camping by me really wanted to ride my bike, so my bike got second place. My shoes got eighth, and I drink beer, so you know.
0: So it was a winning weekend.
1: It, it was, it's all that I could ask for, really. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the course conditions. I mean, from the pictures that I saw, from the, from talking to the people, it sounded like it was uh, it was perfect, and everybody everybody really came out like, you know, having a lot of fun. Whether it seemed like nobody really cared if they won or lost the race, they just, everybody seemed to be having a good time.
0: So talk about, was there any, I mean, the top five, were you surprised with any of it or was it pretty, maybe even top 10, was there any surprises or was it pretty much in the guys? We'll get to the women's in a second, but.
1: You know, I, I I have to say I was, I was was a little bummed out. I, I felt really bad for, uh, Justin Piantic. He had another mechanical this week. He, uh, lashed his tire so i mean it it was something that he couldn't fix with his tubeless and and his uh and his air so he had been up there in the lead group in the first lap or two and then he ended up walking back to the you know to the finish and that's two races in a row so i mean he's just kind of on a streak of bad luck so i felt real bad for him but uh he um you know those other guys same thing with like tyler Gothier. i really kind of expected that he'd stay up there in that uh in that lead group but you know he he ended up dropping back a little bit he he still did really good i think he got like 10th place but dropped back a bit yeah ninth ninth place yeah that's right uh ted haynes was tenth. but but um no i mean I, i don't think it was really too much of a surprise other than you know i i kind of probably would have expected brian to win but um Matt shriver i think uh I think he really earned it you know he's uh he's really been pushing himself every time that he comes out and you can tell whenever he gets to second place he's disappointed <laughs> and uh so he you could tell he was real excited to to take this one um you know it was nice to see uh Jesse Lalonde, too though because uh you know anytime that you have a single speeder up in in that lead group of guys just kind of puts it into perspective how, you know, how how good of an athlete that uh, that he is. You know, him and his brother, Mark, they both, every time that they show up, they're just, they're such good athletes that they're always up there in the top uh, top couple of spots.
0: I'm a single speed. Any idea what gear he was on?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, uh, not really Some- sure on the.
0: Something pretty steep to keep up with those guys, that's for sure.
1: Probably, so, I mean, Eau Claire's pretty, pretty flat as as a whole. I mean, there's not a lot of climbing in okay. it, so you know he he can probably push a pretty pretty big gear on there.
0: Okay. So with uh, there used to be, and they I, they think they stopped doing it, but there used to be a border battle race, yeah. and they stopped doing it because Wisconsin was smoking him. I think Minnesota quit. No, um, actually, it was the other way around. Oh, yeah, was it? Still does that race?
1: What's well, it? We were smoking them. <laughs> In Minnesota,
0: does that race though?
1: They they still do that race. Uh, they call it the border crossing. I think. Oh now, yeah, they don't. They, yeah, they cross over into Wisconsin to do the race, but the the War Series um, had adopted another race uh, closer to the you know southeast Wisconsin, uh, so we couldn't fit everything on the on the calendar. So we do change, you know, change the schedule every now and then, kind of makes things a little more interesting. So Mm -hmm. this year we're, we have another new race that we've never done, not even really sure what it's going to be like.
0: And that's at, uh, uh, Cascade Mountain, right?
1: Cascade, yep. Okay. So I've heard it's, it's a good course. I've never been there, so I'm pretty excited to try it out.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, I I was asking about the Minnesota thing cuz I was wondering what uh the turnout was from Minnesota and how they fared besides Jesse coming from Minneapolis. Do you know? Do you have any idea?
1: Um, you know, I'm I'm not really sure in 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 the uh participation as a whole. Okay. As, as far as uh as far as the elite lead group, I I know Jesse, but I I don't know uh, I don't know who else was really involved from from Minnesota, but uh, you know I did see a few kits from uh, Mercy Specialized. So I know we're still getting people from out of state that uh, come up to to do those races, even though that's a really far far yeah, away like, race.
0: Like there's quite a few Illinois people. Like
1: yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few that that come up to all the races uh, from Illinois. In fact, the kid that rode my bike is from Illinois.
0: <laughs> and you let him ride your bike?
1: Yeah, he's, you know it's titanium.
0: Being in a <laughs> Wisconsinite, that's you can't do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, he's he's a nice enough kid, and he's faster than me, so I'll, I'll let him do it. All right.
0: So how about the women? Tell, tell us, uh, you know, how bad Amber whipped up on uh, second place, and what else was going on with the women?
1: Well, you know, Amber and where was
0: what was uh Abby
1: Abby um you know she's only come to i think two races so far she i think and and I haven't talked to her really to confirm this but I think that she's been doing a lot more uh other racing whether it's uh road racing or or just other you know out, out of state events but um yeah Abby didn't show up and uh you know amber and abby rarely race together the only time that they really showed up to the same race was at camrock and then amber ended up getting a flat so i really would be interested to find out how they would how they would race against each other you know they haven't done that this year and last year they did a few times but amber was just kind of up and coming she last year was really her first year uh racing mountain bikes this year you know, she you can tell she feels a lot more comfortable. Last year at Eau Claire she crashed a whole bunch. Uh this year, no crashes. She passed, you know, half of the men's field and rode up in with mixed in with them riding their wheel, which, you know, Eau Claire has a lot of those nice long open sections where you can kinda get yourself into a little bit of a into a little bit of a uh drafting group and I think she did that a bit. Because her gap was, you know, minutes. I mean, it was it was a pretty significant gap between her and the other uh, the other ladies. In fact, she had about a five minute lead over Andrea Motter at the finish. So that's a pretty big gap.
0: And so talk about uh, Andrea and third. Like, is Andrea like is she normally that fast, or how does she – she just chases Brian around the whole time? She's trying to get – how's that going? I,
1: I Personally, I think she's coached him. I think uh, he learned everything that he knows from his wife. <laughs>
0: um, no, we yeah, all do she, that.
1: <laughs> she's really fast. I mean, she uh, – the la- last few years, she's been out to too many uh, wars races. So, you know, this year she um, she's been out to – or three races so far so she's uh done really well at all of them and second place in this one and i think she got second place at wasa as well so this one she she seemed to be you, you know even though she was up there in second place and she's beating you know most of the women out there except for amber she still looked like she was just out there having a good time she was riding with lori sable and in fact they both got, uh, the same time on their finish. Uh, you know, their official time was the same, but, uh, Andrea came in right ahead. So she got the second place spot, but Lori Sable, you know, deserves just as much credit for, uh, her finish as, as Andrea, because they, they really rode together most of the time. Um, in fact, their interview, if, if anybody wants to, I don't know if people really go to the, uh, youtube page that wars has but my interviews that i have out there they wanted they they had such a good time at the finish that they wanted to do their interview together so we did their interviews together and they just uh the whole time it was like i didn't even get any information out of them because they were just laughing and and talking about the (laughs) the race together and then uh lindsey crete who got fourth place kind of just jumped in into the interview and they they were all just giggling and laughing like few, you know, you know, girls.
0: <laughs> so, and what I'll do is I'll link it on the, on the archive page and I'll get that out. The last one I, I failed to do timely. So I think I'm just going to update that too at the same time, but, um, I'll link the page or that YouTube page to that. So if people <laughs> hear this and they're wondering, oh, I never, I didn't see that, then just go below and you'll see the link to it. Right. Cause you yeah, do a I bunch did. of, you do a bunch of interviews.
1: Yeah, I did. I usually do about, you know, six or seven, eight interviews per race just to kinda of get an idea of what's going on. Um so I can do my race report and really sort of have an idea of what happened in the race. And uh if anybody's looking out there right now it's it's uh Team Wars. It's all one word, Team Wars. So if you're on YouTube you wanna check those out. But uh, yeah, they they had uh, they had their, their their group interview, and then I ended up doing that with um, Lisa Crayer and uh, and Michelle Paraso to find out how their race went together too. So it's it was definitely, uh, definitely a party for all of the people out there to, uh, on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, the other question I was going to have with the women's field is what have you been seeing as far as not just the elites but the rest of the women showing up? Has there been more, same, less?
1: um the uh Do
0: you have a sense of kind of where it's at or is it kind of too- is the women just kind of overwhelmed by so many guys that you can it's kind of hard to tell
1: well I mean there's always gonna be less uh women out there, but you know the the last couple of years we've had a women's open category which is a cat one and two open um basically the there was there was a need for that i mean people were People were asking about, uh, you know, they they were racing sport and they didn't feel like they were ready to go up to elite or vice versa. They were racing elite and they didn't want to go all the way down to sport, but uh, felt that they were just kind of getting getting beat too badly in in elite. So we they kind of created this hybrid group in the middle um, for some of the women that are fast too fast for sport, but weren't really ready to go to elite or or the other way around so that group um it's usually a pretty pretty good showing in that group i mean there's trying to see who was who was in there for this race here but uh but yeah that that race um had, had been uh bigger at other or that category, I should say, had been bigger at some of the other races. But this race, it, it did look a little small. I think there was, let me see here. I think there were only about seven women in that in that group. But I, I've seen it with, you know, maybe 20, 20 to 25 women in there at some of the other races. I think this one is just a little far away for some of the people that aren't pro. I mean, this race had a lot more of the elite Cat 1 and pro Racers coming out because they're preparing for uh Subaru Cup. Um some of the people that aren't really concerned with that maybe didn't want to drive that much just to go to a to one race, so
0: but it was funny, Wiscons the the Midwest people are funny. That <laughs> two or three hour drive is like huge deal.
1: Well, I mean it's about a five hour drive if you're coming from Well
0: Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. I get that. If you're going to go for a weekend, though, I mean, these right. are weekend events, basically, right? I mean, you go camp out, hang out, pre-ri- pre-ride a little bit, go hang out, time. and then race. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's how I look at it. I love I love going out to all of the races. Even even if I'm not racing, I, I still go out there and I have fun. But, I mean, there were still over 600 people at the event total, which still a pretty good turnout.
0: Yeah. Still... I would say.
1: We're, we'll get more, I'm sure, at uh, the next event at the Subaru Cup.
0: So and that's a good transition. Good job. So uh, <laughs> tell, was first, before we get to the Subaru Cup, was there anything else with maybe any other races that was of note or, you know, anything maybe kids or, you know, just give us a sense of, you know, for somebody wondering going out to the next race, like what – you know, where's the majority of people? Like, are we talking like sport categories? There's a lot of kids. Just give people a kind of a, an overview of, you know, what they can expect, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the cool thing about wars is that there's a category for everybody. There, There's, I mean, you could go out there as a, an eight-year-old kid and you can have a great time. You could go out there as a 50-year-old man that's never raced a bike in your life, and you can go out there and, and have a great time, and and there's going to be competition for you, and you're still going to be, you know, in a category where you're where you're at a level playing field for other people that are similar in in uh, athleticism to you. So, but then you can also be, you know, some of the fastest people in the country. I mean, a lot of the, the guys that uh, that took you know the overall elite race they're they ride at the same level as as some of the uh, fastest pros anywhere anywhere in the country i mean they're they're not just fast for here they're fast for anywhere and at the same token though you can you can go in there and never racing a bike before in your life and you can have a really good race and you can still beat someone you know you don't it's it's not anything to be afraid of even if you've never raced before it doesn't mean you're going to come in dead last and everybody's going to laugh at you or anything like that Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: there's just a yeah like you said you know it's just a good you can find your category and race with the similar levels
1: right i mean the the thing you'll hear most out of people especially i I, i'm assuming mostly at wars but i i'm sure you'll get this at, at a lot of bike events but uh The the thing I hear a lot is that you beat everybody that didn't get off the couch. So
0: even if you go
1: out there and you get last place, you're you're still winning.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And and you kind of can get a it's just a good atmosphere because like in the the thing that you take into account too is people can kind of move up levels each year. So you know if you're if you're intimidated. You know, to begin with, you spend a year in maybe one of the lower categories to kind of get your feet wet and see what you right. like, and then from there, it's real easy to kind of to race with, you know, kind of move up with people around you, so you can right. kind of keep r- rivalries going with, you know, with your buddies or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I've, you know, like uh, like last week when we were talking, for Clydesdale's when we were talking to uh, to Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I had had gone back and forth so many times. In races, and it's that's what makes it fun and I mean it's cool to go out there and you see young kids that are racing and they're uh you know they're not quite at that level where they're where they're going to go into elite or anything like that, but you can tell that they will be you know you can see some of these kids that are twelve thirteen years old, and you're like, "Wow, that's going to be the next Brian Motter or whoever so it's it's pretty exciting
0: mhm so What's up for uh two weeks from now? Subaru Cup, biggest court, biggest race, you're gonna be doing a lot of work getting yeah, ready for it. Yeah. What's up?
1: Subaru Cup is uh is definitely going to be a lot of work. Um it's the it's kind of the, the hump in the uh season. Once you get past that everything kinda of relaxes a bit. But um everybody uh first of all, everybody loves at that at a spectator event for one thing. Um you go out there and if you've never been there i mean look online for some pictures of it or go there i mean if you're in the midwest anywhere make that your weekend july 13th and 14th go up there i mean it's it's this so is much like fun like
0: central wisconsin pretty much yeah
1: it's 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 really dead center you know you it's not too far from everywhere in the state or you know what wherever in the midwest that you might be but it's a uh, it probably has the best spectator element out of any um wars race and being a pro a pro xct race it allows you know a lot of people compare it to uh like a world cup event um i mean there's so many spots where spectators can move from one from one really good uh photo or whatever viewpoint that you want to call it and you can move over to another section very easily and you can actually move between there before the next before the racers get there so you you get these multiple different viewpoints of the course without really having to uh run you know run around too much there's also uh you know multiple events so you get the super d you get the short track you get the cross-country races um and they even have a chairlift, which is fun, because I like to actually jump on that if I can while there's a race going, take some pictures from above, it's really cool. But we'll be live-tweeting uh, that race if, if people can't make it there, you know, if you can follow at Team Wars on Twitter, and uh, we can, you know, we can uh, keep you up-to-date with that. I like to send out some, some pictures while we're doing it, and Try to keep everybody interested in, in the event.
0: And what's the uh, and what's the uh, Twitter handle for those uh, at, you?
1: at Team Wars? Okay. Oh, um, uh, uh, hashtag Subaru Cup is what will be uh, trending with.
0: Well, but you uh, hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope <laughs> it'll, it'll be trending. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See, yeah. Uh, I'll just have to tweet enough for everybody though
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
1: um yeah the uh last year it was it was fun we were getting some some good um uh, shots good pictures of um some of the olympians last year was kind of cool because the, the london olympics happened one week before subaru cup and so some of those olympians like um sam schultz i know came straight from london to wisconsin and he had um uh, Todd Wells show up. Um, Emily Batty was there, but she couldn't race because she had broken collarbone. But yeah, it was it was pretty exciting to you know you you, you kind of feel like this is actually a big deal because people are coming directly from the Olympics right to Wisconsin to go to to the Subaru Cup, so it's pretty fun.
0: What's the do you have any inside scoop on who's going to be there or who to look out for or what the what this year's scoop is on people?
1: I haven't gotten a a list of who's confirmed, but I'm I'm guessing that we're going to probably see a return for uh, the Crank Brothers team, or Crank Brother, what are they called? Crank Brothers. uh, Yep,
0: it's the race club.
1: Race club, that one.
0: Chloe Woodruff and
1: um, Judy Freeman. Yep. Because they they all did really well last year. Judy uh, took the cross-country Pro race for the women. She she got first place, which was her first pro XCT ra- uh, first place finish. Uh, Chloe Chloe lives in Wisconsin now, so. Well,
0: actually, I, I was, actually, she was just on uh, Girls and Gears with Danielle Musto. So if you, you want to hear the scoop with her, she's actually living down in Arizona. So, oh, she moved. <laughs> yeah, she's down in Prescott, Arizona. She she was only I'm up in bad. Wisconsin for the summer last year because. Uh, TJ's family lives up in Spooner or something like right. that. So, um, But, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you're wondering who Chloe Woodruff is and if you weren't at Subaru Cup last year, go to mountainbikeradio.com, and on the left-hand side you'll see Girls and Gears. Click on that, and the, that was the last show with them was, uh, well, I think it was last week, actually. Um, Danielle interviewed uh, Chloe, so you can hear Chloe talk about her season. She's having a great season. She's leading – She's smoking pro xct
1: Yeah, she's having a really good
0: season. Yeah. So Good
1: transition by the way, Ben.
0: Yeah. So um
1: <laughs> Yeah. I, I would assume that they would come up here. Um, you know, she's she's got or they've got family here. T J her uh her husband has family and they're kind of from the area. So and and given that they did so well last year and that Chloe's doing so well this year, um, I, I would expect to see them. Um haven't really heard I, you know, I think that um, it ends up falling on the same weekend as uh, Canadian Nationals, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't think that we're going to see some of the Canadians that usually would come down for Subaru Cup. Because I think they might be going to Canadian Nationals. Okay. But, uh, okay. yeah, other than that, I, I haven't really seen uh, who's confirmed for, for uh, showing up, so... I guess you'll all just have to show up and figure it out when you get there.
0: So talk about that uh, showing up. Like it's a great place to camp, and when are? Can you just give us? Do you have a schedule, like a time schedule? Because I know some people get a little confused when all the races are. Do you have any idea? Can you just give people a general outline of when the the big pro races are compared to the average blue collar people racing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, Subaru Cup um is a little different from a normal uh Wars weekend. So normally on a Wars weekend you're you know, you're showing up on Saturday pre riding and then racing on Sunday and then you go home. Um Subaru Cup it's more of an event where people show up on Friday to get their pre ride done and then then racing usually I mean when you're in the uh cat two and Cat two and Cat one usually race on Saturday, where you're you're going to end up uh, racing probably earlier if you're Cat two, because the focal point is really for the Cat one and the Pro races, so those come throughout the middle part of the day. Um, the next day, Sunday, uh, that's when you when you see earlier in the day you see the Cat three or you know the citizen class. Racers do their, their race. But then you're also going to get the pro, uh, well, in really every class, you're going to get the uh, short track races throughout the middle part of the day. And then uh, later in the later afternoon, I think like, I don't know, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I think they start um, the Super D race. So, But the the whole uh, lineup and everything, uh, Subaru Cup actually has a separate website from the regular wars website so you can go to subarucup.com and there's all kinds of information there all right but yeah it's definitely a fun course a fun place to camp because you can actually camp for two nights
0: yeah and they have a wide open space plenty of room like it's a good good venue
1: yeah and i don't know if they're doing this again but last year um last year one of the major lighting companies came out and I think it was light lights in motion had came, had come out to the, uh, actually they are, they are listed here as a, as an exhibitor this year, lights in motion or light in motion, but they had a, a late night poker run, uh, night ride. So even, even after all of the races are done, you still have all kinds of fun. So, um, pretty good uh list of exhibitors this year um compared to to last year there's a lot more sponsors so so we are uh going to have a pretty good expo area for everybody to walk around in and check out all the new products and get some free stickers and buy some t-shirts and stuff
0: yeah no it's it's a good time and it's worth the trip you know like you said it's worth a trip even if you're not racing just to go watch it cuz you don't really you know the midwest in a venue like that you don't get it very often so check it out right um, yeah.
1: yeah and i really i don't know what other event it, it you know in the surrounding states would really compare uh in in terms of you know being so much fun to race and also being so spectator friendly um, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of the big races around here are point to point and things like that. And, and so people show up from all over the place to, to go, you know, do shawmigan or, uh, or short things like that. But spectators don't have that much. I mean, they can watch the people start and they can watch the people finish and that's their, their fun for the day. So this is, this is a little different where you can be excited all day long. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. So we will uh, we'll touch base after the – we'll have another Wars report after the Subaru Cup, so you can give us a kind of – give us a lowdown on that.
1: Yeah, I'll be weeks. exhausted. I uh, hope <laughs> that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so is there anything else, any updates with uh, Wars right now, or is that it, Subaru Cup?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now that's I, – I apologize for not having more uh, more – info and more uh people calling in but I was I've been really busy with getting things prepared um for subaru cup and stuff so once that's done I'll I'll have uh, I'm sure I'll have some good stories for you
0: yeah oh no and people just need to realize like when you say that like it's I mean it's a big production i mean oh, yeah. there's a ton of work that goes into cuz it's a whole weekend like you said it has got the you know the Regular races, and then you add on the pro XCT, you know, the the pros, and then you add on the short track, and you add on that super D, all vendors, all promotion that you got extra promotion. You have to do like it's a big deal, so yep. check it out. And people come out, drink beer the whole day, <laughs> and then you can camp there again. So it's
1: oh, and and this might be a good time too to uh, to mention, you know, with Subaru Cup, um we're always looking for um volunteers uh, because like you said it it is a big production it's a, it's a lot of work and it's kind of the one race where um you can tell don edberg the uh race or the series director you can tell he's stressing out the whole weekend because there's just so much going on and uh, volunteers are always are always needed and always welcome so if anybody uh wants to be a volunteer uh show up or you can you know Ask on uh, the, either the Wars page or you can ask me uh, some information. We'll we'll get you set up for doing some volunteering, whether it's course marshalling or just kind of watching the traffic areas, because sometimes people, you have to actually cross the race course just to get to some of the different spots, so we, we uh, try to make those areas safe, and we want everybody, um, you know, nobody getting hurt or anything like that. So we're always looking for help um, if anybody wants to volunteer, so...
0: All right, cool. So I think that'll do it. Um, thank you, Todd. And like I said, we'll check in in a couple of weeks and see how it's going. And uh, if anybody has any questions, check out uh, the, all the related at the bottom of this page. If you're listening to it live, um, you, know, you can contact Todd with any questions. He's on Facebook, so it's Todd Nutter on Facebook. You can contact him, um, and he can put you in the right direction. Otherwise, just check out the bottom of the archive page on mountainbikeradio.com when I get that done and posted, and it'll all be there. So, all right. That does it, Todd. And uh, thank you, everyone out there for listening in. And that'll do it until two weeks from now for the Wars Report. See ya. Cool. Thank you.